0: On board that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host Adam McChesney. Let's grow!
1: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. We are live from Half Coast Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you to Half Coast for this amazing setup and sponsoring the show. If you are looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, then you definitely need to check these guys out. Contact them today for a free consultation. As always, if you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me, and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. I'm excited about today's episode, and I'm joined by someone I have known for a little bit more than a year. Funny that we both ended up having ties. Uh, I actually knew his brother before I knew him. Uh, He has lived in St. Louis at one point in his life, which is a a pretty cool story in and of itself, which I'm sure we'll get into. But he is someone that I work with on a consistent basis, as he is what I refer to as my life mindset and pretty much everything coach. I go to him with a lot of different. (laughs) a lot of different things. And he's been a massive support for me along the way. The amount of change and growth that has happened in the last year definitely wouldn't be possible without him. My guest today is Jose Bolaños. He is the VP of leadership at Height Digital, and he also coaches high-level entrepreneurs and business owners to help them navigate this crazy thing that we call life. And I'm lucky enough to be a client of his and work with him consistently. Jose, welcome to the show.
0: How are you? Beautiful. Love that intro
1: i I was practicing it, so I wanted to yeah. make sure that it was uh it was up to par.
0: You got it down
1: <laughs> thank you yeah, I appreciate i'm good it. I'm good excited to be here and honored to be here well i uh you know I've been looking forward to this episode uh, I'm excited to kind of dig in a little bit further and probably learn some stuff you know about you as an entrepreneur in in your life that maybe I haven't uh heard from before. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you've uh, you know watched an episode before, we're starting to add more swag, which is pretty cool. So we got some hats made. I got this nice entrepreneur shirt uh, and we got some more stuff coming to sign and uh, just keep adding to the set every single time. So for those of you that have listened to an episode before, I got some feedback uh, pretty consistently. It's been a couple of couple of weeks since we've recorded and uh, just want to kind of start at the, you know, where our guests are at right now and then work into the entrepreneur process. So I think uh, one of the, the, the feedback uh, options that I got was let's dig in a little bit more to where this entrepreneur is at today and then we'll dive into kind of where things are at right now. So Jose, let us know, you know, where you're at today, both with the leadership side at Height Digital and then also how you're helping high level entrepreneurs each and every single day.
0: All right. Beautiful so so one word that always um like i get a reaction from is calling myself an entrepreneur um i've actually kind of strayed away from calling myself an entrepreneur um because of you know it's it's an identity to call yourself an entrepreneur brings a, a lot with that identity um that i haven't completely owned up to so for me um I have more of a mission than a business. Uh, that's the way I would say. It. I'm more on a mission than a business. Um, I believe our, you know, some people say the the mission of a company is to make money. Um, I like to say our our mission should make us money, but it shouldn't be the mission shouldn't be to make money. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Yeah, so more of, on a mission than than a business, uh, and currently director of leadership development at height um I think that part of not calling me an entrepreneur was key to being able to take on that role um saying okay can I can I take this this it's more of a partnership than a job I think definitely my role at height is definitely different than any other person that works here because I do manage my own brand and my own business and my own services and it's kind of powered by height so height is like the, the foundation there and I bring my value to the company. So currently working at Hype, currently working one-on-one, that's my main service is my one-on-one coaching uh, practice, um, supporting entrepreneurs, supporting business leaders in developing their ability to manage complexity. So as you say, you bring a whole bunch of topics to the table. Uh, my clients bring whatever life is uh, you know, throwing at them to our conversations. So I'm definitely not a business coach. Um, you know, we don't solely focus on the business. We focus more on the person and the ability to manage the complexities that the business, the personal life, whatever's important to them is, uh, yeah, is challenging them with. So, yeah. That's awesome. And, and thanks for giving
1: a little bit of a background on, you know, kind of where you're at right now and some of the things that you focus on. I love how you you always talk about kind of the mission. And obviously we go through our commitments at height and connecting to that bigger picture versus mm-hmm. just being connected to money or being connected to business or being connected to a certain project. Um, I think yeah. that, that was eye-opening for me. And um, I know I would be remiss if I didn't ask because I know a bunch of the audience has seen me in the ice bath pictures, but talk to people a little bit about the ice bath, you know, that whole, uh, you know, obviously uh plan that you guys do um, each and every single time you guys do that. And then also uh, talk, touch on VUCA as well, because I think a lot of people uh, have seen me talk about that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to take a step back and say, you know, I'm, I like to begin with my purpose and my purpose is to be a source of press and strength and transformation for others in their lives, whether it's business leaders, entrepreneurs, or, you know, whoever, whoever I interact with. So I think that's very important to start there and mentioning that my purpose is to be a source of press and strengths and transformation for others. How I do that, that's where we get into the projects, you know, the, the, the the business projects. I do that through coaching. I do that through podcasts in Spanish. I do that through podcasts in English. Um, We're currently writing a book. I do it being the leadership director at height. I make t-shirts. I have my own t-shirt brand, my own, um, swag, and my unique workshop, Unbreakable, which we're going to jump into right now. But but it is uh, important to say, so I have this purpose that I fulfill through all these projects that I take on in the world. And that's kind of an invitation that I make for my clients too. It's like to clarify what is their purpose and whatever it is that you do, whether it's like this podcast or your digital marketing company, or if you're going to be a speaker or whatever else you're going to create. It's just vehicles and ways to fulfill on this purpose. So I came to Height because Height uh, has these uh, Friday talks where we bring in speakers. And I was doing my own thing outside of Height, uh, doing my workshops and my coaching. And JC, the CEO at Height, uh, when I got invited as a speaker, hired me as his personal coach. So I started working with him one on one. And then he kind of asked, you know, how can we bring more of this value to the entire company. I said, well, that's easy, man. You just got to pay me, pay me what I'm worth. So we came to an agreement, uh, how much it was worth. And we made it work. It's funny. Uh, one time he asked me, what's it, you know, what would it take to fill up this whole pool with ice? Like, what would it take? And I'm like, that's easy too, man. It's money. Money solves a lot. A lot of of things. All it takes is money. If you want to fill that whole pool, that's all it takes. If you want me to come in work full time here, that's kind of what it's gonna take. You know, jokingly, but we we reached an agreement. I came into height. And what I brought to height was this, you know, this unique methodology, which is unbreakable, that you went through it. Every employee at height and every franchise at height, every person that interacts with height or becomes part of the company or the family in one way or another, has to go through this program. And this program is basically a training method to manage whatever life throws at us. So how do we train and build our capacity to manage whatever life throws at us? And we use the term VUCA, which is an acronym coined by the U.S. military, which stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So life throws VUCA at us, and we need to be ready and open to respond to it, manage it uh, in the most optimal. I, I call it being VUCA capable, which is... Managing it from an optimal state and without wasting unnecessary energy. So that's what what VUCA is, and Unbreakable, the training method to prepare us for VUCA. Um, even though we can never really be prepared for everything that life throws at us, and life will always set a higher bar, and I've seen this time and time again. When we graduate from one challenge, life will always have a way of uh, throwing a, a higher challenge. So I believe life really does want us to grow and evolve. And it's literally throwing these, you know, more complex challenges at us. At least that's my philosophy. So uh, that, that around VUCA, you want me to jump into the ice bath and that? It's straight. You want me to jump straight into it?
1: Yeah, jump into it.
0: All right. So um, what my basic premise is, is that we need to be VUCA trained or we're going to, can I say bad words here? Yeah,
1: you can say bad words here.
0: Okay, we we got to be VUCA trained, or we're going to get VUCA fucked. So we recognize that life is VUCA, life is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Uh, another way of saying this, we can we can't stop the waves, but we can learn to surf them. Um, so it's basically how do we learn to you know respond to whatever life throws at us? And the basic premise there is we need to train, or we're going to get you know we're going to get trucked. So we got to be VUCA trained, or we're going to get VUCA fucked. And Basically, the way we train is by, we're going to fight stress and challenges with stress and challenges. So the ice bath is just a vehicle to challenge that we impose on ourselves. And it's a metaphor for VUCA. It's a metaphor for being in a difficult situation. And the idea isn't to see how much you can take the ice bath, like how much you can take, how much you can tolerate. And fight the ice, the idea is to learn certain uh, principles about breath, about attention management, about self-regulation and self-control, taking control of the system that we are so that we can stay in the ice uh, as long as we're capable of staying in the ice without bringing drama to it, without bringing suffering to it, without complaining, without cringing, without fighting. But that's a metaphor for everything we do, especially in entrepreneurship. It's how do we deal with the difficult challenges without bringing drama to it, without cringing, without resisting, without fighting, and manage it from a, a more optimal state? So the idea is to use the ice as a vehicle so that we can get in and through the training, get into this optimal state where I can be in the ice in a calm, controlled, almost zen manner. Um, yeah, and kind of enjoy it. And that that's a real possibility for everything that life throws at us also.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a great description of it. I, I love how you talked about the Zen aspect, but then also just the ice is life. The ice is yeah. business and how you react or maybe don't react to certain things within the ice is exactly what life is going to throw at you. i th- I first thought when I first heard it, you know, about a year ago, I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is going to be a crazy experience. I couldn't understand until going through the program of like really, truly understanding the entire aspect of being the ice, the breath work, everything that, that builds yeah. up into it. And then so much of what goes on while you're in the ice, it's a, it's a really cool process.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the ice is one, one, we, there's this, I don't want to get too technical here, and, and, but there, we, we, there's a concept called hormesis. Hormesis. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it, but hormesis is a phenomenon where, when we expose ourselves to, uh, through a, to a stressor, we will provoke a positive adaptation. So, uh, did you ever watch The Princess Bride? Do You remember that movie, The Princess Bride? I have not seen it. No. Yeah, seen it. You're much younger than I am, but <laughs> maybe some of the audience has. I've seen the, the Princess Bride. There's a part in the Princess Bride. You have those two uh, beer bottles right there, right? Those two jugs. So there's a duel where they po- they poison one of those jugs. And then you and me, we have to choose one to drink from. And one of us is going to drink the poison and the other one is going to survive, right? So they go into this duel and one of them drinks, the you know, they drink the poison or they drink the jugs. And one of them dies and the other one survives. And then one of the friends comes up and he's like, how did you know he was going to choose that one? Like, how did you know he was going to choose the poison one? He's like, Oh no, they were boys. They were both poisoned. I've just been drinking this poison for many years now to the point where I built tolerance to it. And that's basically where Mises described. Um, so it's a phenomenon where we expose ourselves to stressors and they actually build our ability. Um, we, we provoke a positive adaptation. So that whole introduction is, the ice is a hormetic trigger. Ice baths are hormetic triggers, and there are other hormetic triggers that we can use to build our ability to manage stress and anxiety. Would you like to hear some of them? Yeah, let's get into it. So we have uh, ice baths, saunas. I see you jump in the sauna often. Yes. Yeah, you're you're lucky. I don't have a sauna, around, but <laughs> saunas are also hormetic triggers. So, ice baths provoke positive adaptation. Saunas provoke positive adaptation. I don't know how long you're in the sauna for. I don't know if you get to that place where you're claustrophobic, kind of suffocating and kind of got to step out already. But it it does have a positive impact on your psychology and your physiology. Fasting. Have you ever tried fasting? I have, yes. Yeah, so fasting is also a hormetic trigger. Strength training, endurance training are hormetic triggers. Uh, breath-holding and CO2. Working with CO2 and breath-holding are also hermetic triggers. And Wim Hof-type breathing, uh, superventilation breathing are also hermetic triggers. So it's basically stressors that when we expose to them in a certain dose, will actually provoke a positive adaptation. they will actually make a stronger mental, physical, I'd like to say also spiritual. But there's a big element that gives it its power it's what you were talking about you know i thought the ice was it's just going to be a sucky situation but as you learned why we're getting in the ice it really changes the experience so the big element that makes these hormetic triggers powerful is the intention that we do them with so getting in the ice just to get in the ice yeah okay that's not fun and if it's not doesn't have a meaning behind it then it's not going to be powerful but if we get in the ice with a certain intention, then it, it brings a lot of power. It has a lot to offer, not just physio- physiologically, but also psychologically, spiritually, et cetera. So we use these hormetic triggers as stressors that we impose on ourselves to build our capacity to manage more stress and anxiety. We're fighting stress with stress.
1: Yeah, that's that's very insightful, very powerful, and, and that's you know that's one of the reasons why I work with you on a consistent basis because there's yeah. so many. There's so many things that I think, not even just as entrepreneurs, you know, literally any aspect of our lives, doesn't matter what you do in business, you have all of these stressors, you have all the anxiety, you have all of these things that come at you. And if you don't understand that, you know, some things need to be managed, some things are just, you know, they're just going to be there and you have to figure out how to deal with them. And then there's all the different, you know, aspects that we go through, which is, you know, it's it's really powerful when you can understand the ins and outs of what's coming at you. You're never going to, you know, master any of it, but if you can get better each and every single time at managing it and figuring out how to move from it, that's going to be extremely powerful for, for anyone that's listening, um, you know, to this episode. Uh, So one of the next things we want to kind of get into here is kind of the history in the process of yourself as an individual, as an entrepreneur, just as every beer has a reason behind why it's getting brewed. So obviously we know where you're at right now with Height Digital, with all of the one-on-one coaching, the uh, the Unbreakable program, but where, you know, lead us up to where things are at right now. You know, some of your-, uh, your How childhood. did I get here? Yeah. How did you get here? <laughs>
0: okay. So my, my story always starts when I, I decided to make a personal transformation in my own life. Um, It's a very significant transfer. I I decided to become a non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) Let's put it that way. So I decided to sober up. I I, I went into a sober life when I was 21 years old. And, uh, you know, when you're making a change like this, you seek out a mentor. You seek out somebody that can help you. And that was my dad's brother. My dad's brother was already sober. And I knew that he was, you know, he had already taken that path. So I decided to reach out to him and ask for help. Um, so he started guiding me in this process, but he also owned the leadership center. He had, through his own transformation, created a leadership center. Um, um, and and I didn't just ask for help in the, in, in, you know, in in my so, sobriety process, I also asked, basically asked him for a job too. Hey, to, uncle, can you give me a job also? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm getting better. and. Can you give me a job? So I went to work at the Leadership Center, and this was like an outdoors leadership uh, hour-bound type school where you use uh, outdoors and nature as a as a like like as a, like a classroom. And that's the first time I was exposed to personal development and transformation and growth and investing in myself and working myself at a very early age, and. I wanted to extend that to other people. So as I was making changes in my life, reaping the benefits, waking myself up and seeing like, wow, this is powerful stuff. I was inspired to, okay, how do I help others like find their path and seek their own transformation? And I knew that that's what I wanted to dedicate my life to. I knew that, okay, now I want to serve others in this process. And the key word out of there was transformation. I learned I learned that transformation wasn't the process of becoming someone you're not, but it was the process of becoming who you were designed to be. So it's like becoming who you were really designed to be and finding your place in the world and your path and your purpose, etc. So I kind of wanted to, how do I extend that to other people? And when I discovered the coaching methodology, I'm talking about 20 years ago man. so coaching was like very new. And when I learned what it was to be a coach, Um, that's when I found like, okay, this is the way I'm going to, so I already had the intention. I already had the mission. I already had the desire to, I want to support others in their transformational journey. How am I going to do this? I learned about coaching after I already had that clarified. So when I read what coaching was, I was like, there it is. That's, that's how I'm going to do it. Then I asked my uncle, like, what is this coaching stuff? And he's like, well, it's a methodology. And you know, you support people in their development and you help them maximize their potential and, and, and grow. And I'm like, and, and this is like, you get get paid for this? And he's like, yeah, people do get paid for this. Back then it was pretty weird. There wasn't a lot of coaches around. So he's like, yeah, people get paid and some get paid a lot of money. So I'm like, wow, I, I want to get into this. And he's like, look, I have a friend in North Carolina who has a coaching school. It's called uh, The Mindful Coach. He had written a book called The Mindful Coach. And he was friends with my uncle. My, my uncle recommended He became my second mentor. And here I just want to really point out the importance of having good mentors you know, on your path. So my uncle was like my first mentor. His friend became like my second mentor. I started training under him in coaching, but it was a very unique coaching methodology. You know, it was based on mindfulness and being present. And that's when I got exposed to all these practices like meditation and breathing and body practices and that's when it just became you know um, that's how I started integrating these things into my into my pro, into my um, into my work so I was exposed to coaching mindfulness this unique methodology I committed to training with him I trained with him his name was Doug Silsby he passed away in 2018 after 10 years of me like training with him um, and I committed more to being his disciple, sort of say, like, I want to learn everything this man has to teach more than I want to start a business. So I want to, you know, my, my main focus was my growth and development. Uh, and that's what I focused for, for like the first 10 years of my practice was just my growing, developing, and learning more than trying to build a business. And after that, I left the leadership center, started my own practice, and just started my work. You know, synthesizing my own understanding, coming up with my own methodology, um, putting things together for myself, and then, you know, really packaging this unique offer to the world that that I designed, that I created based on everything that I was learning and putting together. Yeah, and then I bought into it.
1: That's amazing. It is, and it's uh, it's really powerful because one, it is definitely unique. But for those listening, um, I want you to go back to exactly what he said about mentorship and transformation. And I think those are two of the things that uh, if you look at most entrepreneurs that are very successful, they have both of those things that have happened and tran- well, obviously transformed their lives. But those have been pivotal moments to to get them yeah. to have that aha, that epiphany to be able to get them to, to where they're at obviously today. And I, and I'm really glad that you touched on those things because those have been really important in my life, uh, you know, over the course of the past couple of years as well. So one of the next things that we're going to get into is the ingredients. So obviously, you know, great beers are made from great ingredients. What are three things that have made you successful so far in your entrepreneurial career, uh, thus far?
0: Well, one is being purpose-driven. Um, uh, purpose is 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 key ingredient. And being like everything else can come and go. Uh, well, all the projects, uh, whatever it is, but your purpose is something that you can always fulfill on and go back to whenever you have to make decisions, whenever you have to pivot or reinvent yourself. It, it really builds resilience through the journey. So I, I see this as a journey that we're on, and part of it is how do we stay on this journey, grow on this journey, help others on the journey, um, become successful. And and knowing your purpose, I think is one of the key ingredients. The second is the the investing in myself. You know, that cliche investing yourself, but literally I get to make a living and I get to be confident in what I do because I have invested formally in myself. I mean, the first 10 years of my practice was literally focused on growth and learning and my development up until now, I'm more focused on how to scale it, how to get it out there, how to, you know, now I I am really confident in myself, but that confidence isn't based on, you know, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance is you believe you're good, but you don't have the evidence to prove it. Confidence is you believe you're good, but the evidence is there that proves that you're good and you feel confident to charge, sell, speak. Um, I think that comes from, one, I think it's a key to success. And two, I think it comes from, you know, really investing in your growth and development. I think that's what's going to keep you in the game in the long run. So, you know, being purpose-driven. Uh, investing in yourself and the third ingredients um, towards being successful. Hmm. What would the third ingredients be to being successful other than being purpose-driven investing in yourself? Um, I think it's recognizing that you're not in this by yourself, that you are connected. I think one of the worst mistakes that an entrepreneur can make is trying to do it on their own. And, this is the worst mistake anybody can do in any endeavor. Like when I was seeking sobriety, somebody seeks a sobriety and they want to do it on their own. That's the biggest mistake. You want to learn how to be an entrepreneur, or grow a business, try to do it on your own. That's the biggest mistake. You want to, whatever you, you want to learn birth, breath work. You don't do it on your own. Whatever you want to be good at and develop and really, um, like, like, like become successful at, it, you know, connect with mentors, connect with other people, networking, professionals, coaches, whatever. Uh, the, the worst mistake we can do is try to do it on our own. So I've always become very resourceful. And in any moment that I feel that I'm falling short on something, I'm, I usually tend to reach out, whether it's to a coach, a therapist, priest, whatever. Whatever I'm falling short on, I reach out really quickly to the professionals that I need to um, to keep me on track. Yeah. Uh, so, so the three would be purpose-driven, investing in yourself and don't do it on your own and seeking support of coaches and mentors and other people.
1: Yeah. It's great that we've had, you know, so a lot of good guests on so far, a lot of good people talking about, uh, the ingredients, but I think collectively those are, are really powerful. Um, you know, if you're, if you're listening, go back to a couple things that he just said is purpose-driven. I, I remember being, uh, in this spot last year where I started working with Jose and not understanding what my purpose was. And there is no, you can have all the money in the world, but there's no more lost feeling than not understanding what your mission is, what your commitment is, what that purpose is. And then the second thing that I want you guys to, to really remember here is that he said for 10 years, he was investing in himself. You know, I have, you know, and, and you deal with us all the time when I'm talking with you and I'm like, Jose, what in the world? Like, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, and I just don't understand why it's not happening quick enough, and I don't understand what's going on. And we're like, Adam, you've been doing this now for 18 months. You've been doing this now for two years. You, yeah. Some things just take time, and you can't you can't replicate, you can't duplicate some things because of time, and that's just... That's just part of life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been coaching for 20 years. And until I don't want to bust anybody's bubble, but until <laughs> now, I feel the flow. I feel, I feel the flow of things moving, like that wheel turning. Um, but, I, but, I, but I built a very strong foundation. My brand, my growth, my development, my learning who i am as a coach is a very strong foundation and i think that was anybody could have maybe done it faster but a, but i really took time to to set that foundation where i feel that whatever i'm building on top of it i feel resilient and strong enough to to you know to go forward
1: no it's a, it's a great yeah the foundation is super key um you know i obviously i think that we talked a lot about kind of your entire process some things that you've gone through along the way. Um, What is one piece of advice? We'd like to talk about the fermentation and conditioning process. What is one piece of advice you would give to an entrepreneur? I know we just talked about, you know, you're not really able to, uh, you know, decrease time and things like that. But there is a sense of if you can get one nugget or a couple nuggets or a couple of lessons that will help you save, uh, you know, years worth of mistakes. What would that be if there was one thing?
0: Well, I would say that the entrepreneurial journey is a self development journey, um, and well, a lot of times I see entrepreneurs just working out there, and they're not—they're neglecting the working in here. So it's all about what they're doing out there and getting done out there, and building out there and building the business, building the projects, building the systems, building everything, trying to in some way find. And what what we don't see is that while we're working out there, this is inevitably working in here. There's work being done here, whether you're conscious of it or not. Your business is working on you, and if you're not intentional about what that work is, then you might end up being somebody that you didn't want sign up to be. Like you might end up being bitter. You might be end up being alone stressed, anxious, uh, you know, you might end up being somebody that you didn't plan on being because you were just focused on the doing, you weren't focused on the being. So I guess my piece of advice is to focus on the being as much as doing right off the get-go. It's like your vision doesn't just need to include what you want to achieve in project-wise, it also needs to include who you want to become through your projects. Because We are all going through a process of becoming, whether you're aware of it or not, in five years, you're going to become somebody different. And if you're not co-authoring that, I mean, if you're not co-participating consciously in who you're becoming, then you're going to become somebody by default, and it might not be the person that you want it to be. So I think it's really answering for ourselves, who do we want to be? And our projects are just vehicles also for, for cultivating that person that we want to be. So it's not just about make getting the business going. It's also about who, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become through these projects? So I guess my piece of advice would be clarify from now who you want to be in the future, not just what you want to achieve and have and do, but what kind of person do you want to become? Because in the end, if you ever lose everything you won't lose who you've become. I mean, that will be there and that'll be a solid foundation for building what, if you have to build again, if you have to start again, if you have to reinvent yourself, um, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a part of you. Um, So I think that would be my piece of advice.
1: That's a, it's a phenomenal piece of advice. The people on here getting... <laughs> excellent coaching for what I pay for all of the time. So this is, this is a very valuable podcast. I I appreciate you, you know, dropping all this information and, and knowledge to the audience. So uh, the yeah. last piece that we'd like to talk about here in the entrepreneur process is the distribution. So within beer, that's taking the beer to market and selling it. So what is next? I know, you know, you're working on some cool projects and things like that, but give the audience a little bit of a sneak peek on uh, what, what the future has in store for Jose.
0: So one one thing we haven't mentioned is that, you know, I am from Nicaragua and I, and I live in Nicaragua. And, and, and so I am in a, I am in Central America, and most of the time I have worked in this region, and, and I've worked with entrepreneurs and business leaders in Latin America. And just recently, through Height, uh, I started opening up to the U.S. market to the you know to U.S. entrepreneurs, English speaking. You know, I changed uh, my content creation went from Spanish to English. That was a big uh, moment of choice of strategy and business. Um, so for me, it's growing um, and serving more of the U.S. market, U.S. entrepreneurs, um, U.S. stages. I want to demonstrate my value at a global level, not just a, a regional Latin American level. And I think Height has given me the opportunity to, to connect with, with uh, a U.S. market. But also in the last year, I for myself have gained the confidence of the value that I bring to to my clients. So, what comes next, distribution wise, is I want to I want you know to be interviewed by Joe Rogan. That's my uh, <laughs> that's my uh, standard of success. You know, that's like the greatest goal. Not there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with being interviewed on the Entrepreneur podcast. This is a great, gonna, amazing step. Say. Come on, man. to where we're going. Stepping, Plus, stepping stone. Where stepping you are stone. the future. What's <laughs> up?
1: I said this is just a stepping stone to get there.
0: This is a stepping stone, <laughs> and, and who knows? I'm, well, I always say I want to be interviewed by the Joe Rogan of whenever that happens. You know, I'm using I'm using him as a reference as like a standard of, but in five years from now. It might be entrepreneur podcast that's that's occupying that space. I have no doubt. So, so you know, I I guess what's next is just speaking on bigger stages, reaching more people. We're writing books uh, with height. You know, we got one book that's almost done about how to build a culture that thrives in complexity, and it's the story of height and how me and JC came together and the things that we brought to the company. So we want to, you know, publish that book and see where that goes. But I do want to create a book on unbreakable methodology. Um, And I want to leave that as a legacy. So I, I want to, what I synthesized as a methodology for being able to respond for whatever life throws at you. I want to synthesize that into a book. I want to spread it. I want to speak about it. I think I'm not. I've just started talking about VUCA and being VUCA trained. I repeat it a lot. I feel I talk about it a lot, but I feel that I haven't spoken to to the amount of people that I want to speak to uh, at a global level, not just a, at a U.S. market level, but at a global level. So I think uh, this methodology, these, these tools, these insights, I need to synthesize them well, write them up, and put them out there uh, for people to have in their hands. I think it's critical. The world is hyper VUCA. And if you don't get hyper trained, you're going to get hyper effed, <laughs> uh, and that's for sure.
1: No, that. So it, I, it I is really, I
0: truly sure. believe in these insights, these tools, these philosophies that really do make us more capable of being able to manage whatever life throws at us. So I guess the word we would use is scaling that uh, to reach more people.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I'm I'm excited to see that. You know, I you know I've been working with you now for a year, and I yeah. was a little bit unsure of you know I have business coaches I have people that I network with and mastermind I was unsure for this being my first time of how does how does what you teach and what you coach and what you philosophize on how does that fit in and it's fit in really well I know I've uh, referred a couple people over to you that you're working with as well so I just to kind of uh, recap everything before we go here with Jose if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to kind of have that missing link If you have a business coach, if you're in masterminds, if you're in networks and you're trying to understand how to bring this all together, how to really find your purpose and get clear on what it is that you want, that's one of the biggest eye-opening experiences that I've gotten in working with Jose. Um, So to kind of finish things up, Jose, where can people find you uh, if they want to learn more just about you? Um, We'll put up this all in the show notes, but where can people find more information about you and your coaching?
0: Well, one is uh, Facebook definitely is one of the places to connect. I have a private group called the Noble Warriors Path. It's kind of a community that I've started building recently. So a noble warrior is somebody that's committed to something greater than themselves and are willing to do the self-worth necessary to fulfill in that commitment. So that's one place they can join and be a part of that community. The other is just you know connecting with me on Facebook or on Instagram. On Instagram, I got a pretty Latin name there, man. Uh, Jose Eduardo Bolanos. Uh, we'll put or that you can in reach out show, to Adams or you can reach out. You know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty uh, boutique. I'm a, I'm a boutique style coach. In other words, it's not a big, massive funnel that I have to funnel people in. The best way you can connect with me is reach out, have a conversation with me, and 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 that's the best way to see if we're a fit to work together. Um, if if what I bring, the value that I bring fits in with what you're looking for, and and, and if we're a good fit, so it's mostly. I mean, I, I the reach out to Adam and, and he'll, give, he'll give you my contact. <laughs> that,
1: that, that 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 I will, that I will. No, the, I I definitely encourage you. Sorry, what were you going to say?
0: No, that's that's basically how I how I work, how I function. I'm not all uh, automatized and and. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and the Noble Warriors Path. I have a Noble Warriors Path podcast also where they can, um, on Spotify, where they can find, I have a few episodes. They can find some tools and some stuff that we talked about there also. Noble Warriors Path.
1: Well, yeah, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Jose, man, this was an awesome episode. I really appreciate you coming on today and uh, hope you had a good time.
0: Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it.
1: No, I definitely did, and uh, I want to thank you again to all of our guests for tuning into the podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five star review goes a long way. And thank you again to Half Coast Studios. If you're here in St. Louis or just looking to start your own podcast, grow the one that you currently have, then you seriously need to come check out what they have going on here. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born; they are brewed.
0: Entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are born to prove, thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast, with your host Adam McChesney, let